This podcast is for PR pros who are looking to discover the best strategies for landing their dream retainer clients and scoring them top tier media coverage. I'm your host, Jen Burson, and I want you to have a fulfilling career in PR that totally lights you up without sacrificing your personal or family time or your sanity. Welcome to the Pitching Powerhouse Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to Pitching Powerhouse. Uh, I'm so happy you're here. I just had such a fantastic chat with our guest. I'll tell you about her in just a second, but first I wanted to thank you. Just thank you so much for being a member of our Powerhouse Pros community and a listener of this Pitching Powerhouse podcast. If you could do me the biggest favor, I'm clapping my hands right now. I'm like, please help me out. I would love for you to leave a review. Um, it could be as simple as just clicking the stars or doing a write-up, uh, very, very brief about the podcast, um, how you like it, anything you've learned from us. I get such great feedback through my social media channels and on LinkedIn. I guess that's a social media platform. Uh, but so many people are connecting from all over the world and letting me know that they have found us through the podcast and they love it. But I want to see more reviews. So easy. I always leave reviews on my favorite podcast. It just helps us connect with more people and lets them know what they can expect when they listen to the show. So if you've learned anything on the Pitching Powerhouse or you've gotten anything of value out of our community, please leave a review. That would be awesome. And I will love you forever. So just wanted to share that. And on to our guest. I had the pleasure of speaking with Amanda Procia, who is the founder of Lightspeed Public Relations. Um, they're also a marketing firm. They're a tech-centric firm. She founded it about 10 years ago. And before that, she had worked in a variety of other agencies and in-house at different businesses, everything from major, large companies to small startups. And one of the things that she let us know is that she was asked questions all the time that led her to believe that people don't really understand the value of PR or how PR works, um, especially business leaders that she would connect with. So she wrote a book that would help explain what PR is. It's called PR Confidential, Unlocking the Secrets to Creating a Powerful Public Image. It is now available on Amazon. It just launched. Um, and it is a really cool format that I'll let Amanda tell you all about. But do me the pleasure of welcoming Amanda to our show. I know you'll love hearing from her as much as I did. Amanda, welcome to the Pitching Powerhouse podcast. Thank you so much. Great to be here. We're so happy to have you. First, I want to congratulate you on the release of your book just last month, PR Confidential, Unlocking the Secrets to Creating a Powerful Public Image. Awesome. Thank That's you so much. Got to be a labor <laughs> of love. Um, tell us a little bit about um, yourself. I, I did a quick intro uh, at the top of the show, but I'd love to hear a little bit more about you and um, how our audience of PR professionals can learn from all of your experience. 
Sure, absolutely. I've, I've been doing PR for over 30 years now. I can't even believe it's been that long. Um, a lot of different types of PR. I did a lot of agency work, boutique, big agency, kind of everything in between, a lot of different practice areas. I did politics, marketing, corporate. I focused as a writer for a while doing speech writing and content creation. Um, then I went in-house for about five years. I was on the corporate comms team at American Express. And then after all of that time, um, my current business partner and I decided that, um, you know, we'd seen enough of in-house and agency side that we felt like we wanted to give it a try ourselves. So we founded Lightspeed about 10 years yeah. ago. We focus Congrats. on tech. Thank tech, you. Okay. Your anniversary this year. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Yes. Broad sweep, all tech, all, you know, clients from all different corners of technology, but um, yeah, so a lot of startups, a lot of big companies and everything in between. Um, we've grown our team and we're just really proud of what we've accomplished. But over that time, I'm recognizing more and more what I'm sure your audience will realize, which is nobody understands what we do. No. I mean, like, <laughs> do advertising and I, I can't. <laughs> I, so I decided to write a book that tries to demystify that, tries to start the conversation a little bit further along for all of us so that we're not always taking 10 steps backward and explaining what PR is and why it's valuable. So that's that was my hope for the book. And what it isn't, right? Not advertising. Yeah, not traditional marketing, not social media. Um, is it is it fair to say that in all of your years of experience and your different um stops along the way in your career path that tech was your favorite kind or like the kind of niche that you loved the most? Like how did you and your partner at Lightspeed settle on tech as your focus area? You know, it's funny. I did I did a fair amount of tech along the way, um, but my business partner did almost exclusively tech. He was head of the tech practice at Edelman, New York for about 10 years. Then he went in-house at Samsung. Um, wow. And he really developed a, a, a reputation as a, as a tech communicator. Um, and then, you know, when we were sort of talking around how to how to develop our our particular way of doing PR, you know, it was just more and more exciting to think about what we could do for tech clients and all the emerging tech that was coming out and the different ways there is to talk about it. And it just seemed to be the, the perfect marriage of our skills. Yeah, it definitely um, sounds like it is like you would be the go-to. I mean, that would you would immediately be top of mind for me and hopefully our community, just knowing your expertise and your experience and your partners. I think that's really a great practice area to land on and just instant credibility. I mean, you're 10 years in business, but 20 years before that of just really establishing expertise and relationships. And so it's no wonder you guys have been successful in Lightspeed. So Thank seems you. perfect to me. Yeah. Um, well, and, sorry. We hope so. We hope to continue that type of reputation and, and to do, you know, we're, our proudest is when, is when we're making our clients look good and, and when people come to us and tell us it was a valuable partnership. That's, that's when we're, we're the most happy. Yeah, same here. Um, and speaking of clients, because our audience is always looking to bring in better clients, um, you know, clients that really understand the value of what it is that we do. Um, certainly they could read your book and, <laughs> and get a clear understanding of the complexities of PR. And I'm sure your book 
breaks down, I haven't received my copy yet, but it breaks down how to create a compelling campaign and um, create authority in the media and makes it very simple um, for someone that might be interested in doing their own PR. But when it's an agency and we're doing it at scale and for multiple clients, it's definitely a different approach. How do you explain the that was weird. A loud truck just ran by my went by my place. But how do you explain the value of PR to your prospective clients so they really understand and they give you the runway you need to make it happen for them and put them in the spotlight, like you said? Yeah, and that's something that I actually I did dive into a little bit in the book because it comes up so often. They say, you know, why don't I just buy an ad? Or oh, I have a marketing team in place and they're already doing all of that. And you know, the, the real crux of it is, is the earned part. So yes. instead of buying an ad or send them, paying somebody else, it's, it, I actually have a quote in the book from uh, Jean-Louis Gasset, who was a, a prominent executive at Apple for a long time. And he said, advertising is saying you're good. PR is getting someone else to say you're good. Yep. And that's, that's really where I think PR has a lot of value is that get third party validation that earned media that, external person who weighs in on what you're doing and gives it their their seal of approval saying yes we we think this is valuable this we think other people should know about this whether you're after awareness or investments or employees or partners or whatever it is that you have a need for pr can drive all of those goals um through through other people through saying that you're good yeah it's more believable when it's coming from someone else it's why we yes. often recommend our community get testimonials from their clients, include them in their case studies to really show what the experience is like working with them. It's better to tell prospective clients, you know, my this client that's very similar to your business had a great experience in the similar ways that you're looking for, but don't take our word for it. You can hear what they have to say. Um, right. Media obviously just gives that instant vote of uh, credibility confidence in that person and their expertise. Um, and so you're teaching others how to do it for themselves. Is it like a step-by-step -step guide so that they can soup to nuts, implement a campaign, um, you know, hone in on their story, build a media list, or is it just the overall idea of how PR can benefit them? Actually, it's, it's a little unique in that the book is written in letter form. So it's hmm. if you can think of like Dear Abby or an advice column, that's how I set it up. So every section is started with a letter and it's, you know, Dear PR Pro, you know, my investors are telling me I need PR, but I don't know what it is or why I should bother. Tell me why. And hmm. it's signed off, you know, lost and confused. So I answer... <laughs> you're lost and confused. And I give them the answers that I've been giving to people who ask me these questions for, let's face it, 30 years, a lot more since I started my own agency. But I, it's the same questions all of us in PR here all of the time. Um, and I'm so gratified when my friends in PR and colleagues and other partners have called me up and said, this is, I, I need to give this book to everybody I know. I, I'm going to put it as a stocking stuffer in my family <laughs> for Christmas because it's just, it's finally answering all those questions that we all hear all day long. And, and I'm hoping in a useful way. It starts with 
What PR is not, it's not marketing. It's not advertising. You have to think about it differently. And there are there are stepping stones along the way, finding out who your audience is, deciding why you your offering makes sense in light of your competition. All of those things are answered in the book, but in these very easy to digest question and answer forms, I hope. I hope it's something that's useful to people. Yeah, it sounds like a really... Um fun format that you can check into like a specific type of question that you get pretty often or really understand how somebody with a different area of expertise might answer a question. We don't do really any IR, no investor relations in our agency, but I'm sure that comes up quite a bit in tech. And, you know, it would be really wonderful to know how a savvy PR pro answers that question. Um, In that same vein, what have you seen, I guess, you know, the 20 years before you started your agency and in the last 10 years as the top commonly asked questions that prospective clients will ask on discovery calls or in following up and reviewing your proposal and really to understand how PR is going to work or what's in it for them or explaining, you know, your retainer or whatever, like what are the questions that come up and how um, have you come up with the best answers for them? I think probably the first one, and everybody will relate to this, is how quickly can you get me results? <laughs> That's yeah. always the biggest one. And, you know, we tell them, hey, we're called Lightspeed for a reason. You know, we don't drag our feet, but I'm sure every PR person would say that. It's not like an advertising plan where you have to go through discovery and all hmm. the different hmm. ramp-up pieces. But that's that's the thing that they all want to know, of course. After that, once we get a little bit more dug into what PR does and can do for them, I think the number one question is, how do I know if I have news? Because mm. we, we can't just call the media and, and give them the boilerplate from your website. That's that's not going to make news. They, you know, Reporters are savvy. They have to put something in that's actual news that their readers will care about. So we have to give them something that fits that. So my agency actually came up with with something that we use in tech, which we call the three I's, which is innovation, insight, or impact. So if your story, it's an innovation story, if you have some new tech or some new way of doing something, insight is typically thought leadership. If if your leaders or, or chief of marketing or whomever can lend some commentary or, or some expertise on a subject, and then impact is, is your company having a, a significant year or doing something important or newsworthy or have you changed the paradigm of how your work is done, all those kinds of things. So that's that's typically what we fall back on. And I outline those with some case studies in the book. But I that's probably the biggest one. Okay, you know, I want to get news coverage, but how do I know if I can do it? Yeah, okay. I'm gonna circle back to the first question. Mm-hmm. Um, because I love the name Lightspeed. It definitely um, implies that you are, you know, nimble, quick to um, get the campaign kicked off and reach out to the media. Everybody wants to know when they can expect results. And it sounds like the response is, you know, we'll we'll get up and running fast and we'll make it happen. And other PR pros are answering the question similarly. Not me, because we want to set realistic expectations and I want to give my clients a great understanding before we kick off of what they can expect and when so that there's no surprises, so that their expectations are not misaligned with what's realistic. So I always let them know kind of like a timeline of what they can expect. So they really give us that runway. Um, Tech 
probably uh, operates a lot quicker than the consumer product space that that I'm in, you know, baby and kids brands and beauty brands. But I always want to make sure my clients are aligned with reality (laughs) so that we're, you know, meeting their expectations and they're not feeling like, well, you know, why is it taking three months? We haven't seen a lot. So how do you are you getting, um, I don't want to say low hanging fruit, but on the, in the online world, are you able to convert really quickly and then build on those longer stories or what does it realistically look like for you and your business? I, am sure we have a lot of, and I actually did consumer products for a while way back. Hmm. Um, so yeah, certainly that you, you have to wait until you have something that you can pitch, of course. Um, but like you say, in tech, they do often come to us with something that we feel has is pitch worthy fairly early on whether or not they're ready to announce or there's there's some holdup that we have to be respectful of typically when we start with a tech client there's innovation enough that we can start the story um not always but generally um the people who are most interested in getting quick news are typically the ones who do have something ready to go. It's not, oh, we're, you know, we're prepping a product, it'll be ready in six months, or, you know, or we're in a quiet period. It's not, it's not those people. And, and too often it's, hey, we're launching something on Monday and tomorrow. You know, <laughs> but you guys can do it, right? So we do use that word runway a lot. Where, yes, we can do it, but it won't be as good as it could be if you gave us a little more time. Yeah. Obviously things have to build. And I will say, yes, there's as of course all PR people know media loves media. So if you go after that low hanging fruit, if you start with the trades or different verticals where, where you know that you're going to get interest at the beginning, you can build on that to get higher and higher tier publications or just general interest. Or if you're placing an executive, if you get them talking to within their own spheres first, and then you, you that climb that, that staircase, as we call it, that, that builds and builds and builds to more and more top tier media. That does, of course, take time. It's it's rare. We, with, it's usually a staircase, but we like to joke with our clients that sometimes people have a key card to the elevator. <laughs> if you if you have a really spectacular story or you're doing a release that's just completely, if I, if, you know, if I had represented chat GPT or something mm-hmm. like that, they would have definitely had a key card to the elevator. They would have gone straight up to the top floors, but that is very rare. Have you ever had to tell a client that maybe they don't even have access to the staircase because they're a little stale or there's not a lot that's newsworthy or they come to you during those quote unquote off periods, just looking to drum up something, thinking you're going to create something out of nothing? Um, Have you ever had to have that conversation with a prospective client that there's not much here and I don't want to take your money if I'm not going to be successful. <laughs> Come back to me when there's innovation or something newsworthy. Yes, actually, we have that conversation a lot. And it, yeah. it's yeah. it's not easy to tell people, but they're generally grateful when we're more honest up front. Mm-hmm. And tell them we, we see potential. There's a lot you could develop. There's things that if you maybe you have a data story that, you, that you're not considering, or or maybe you have an executive who, who could really rise above others in your industry we've done we've done plenty of clients where they were entirely that that insight where they we just got them commentary or trend jacking opportunities or you know inserted into other news breaking news 
we've had quite a bit of luck with those, but they do generally have to be built on something that's different, something that's that's going to give a reporter something to dig into. And when a client comes to us and and they just don't have something that we feel is is going to get any kind of legitimate play, we tell them that we say, I'm sorry, it's just you know, you you might actually have better luck with advertising or a marketing program, or if you develop this particular angle of your business or decide to go in this direction with the particular product, then absolutely call us back. But until then, it, you're just not ready yet. Yeah. And they appreciate that. And then you, they'll come back when they're in a better position and you're going to be set up for success and um, they may not believe you and go to another agency who's happy to take their retainer and then not get results. And they'll say, oh yeah, Amanda, Lightspeed, they were, they were very honest. And I think they really appreciate that candor versus hearing what they want to hear and then being disappointed. Um, so I, I, we, we often do that too, where we have to say to people, not quite right. But um, and I want to pivot a little bit and talk a bit more about your book, how long and first of all, incredible to be able to run an agency and then write a book at the same time, I'm sure with a million other things going on in your life. I find it very hard to just put your head down and crank something out, especially if it's a deadline for me and not necessarily beholden to someone else. Um, how long did it take you to write PR Confidential from idea to release? From idea, it was a while. Uh, it, it, it was something that I was mulling around for quite some time because every now and then we'll, we'll go to a, an event or a trade show or we'll, we'll talk to large groups of people. And so often they would come to us and say exactly what I said earlier. Oh, my, my investors are telling me I need PR, but I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how often I've had that conversation. And it was so surprising to me how pervasive it was and how little people really understood about what we do. So I've been kind of noodling around on it for probably a year or so. Um, when I finally decided to put pen to paper, amazingly, the whole thing only took me about three months because wow. it's just, it, it was, it's my life every day answering yeah. these questions <laughs> and my clients were just the best source material because I would get on the phone with them and they would ask these questions and they're good questions. They're legitimate mm-hmm. questions that I absolutely want people to ask and understand better, but it, it gave me more and more content to build on. Every time I heard something like that, I was like, oh, you know, I really, I, sh- I should address that because it's something that comes up enough that I don't think it's really understood. So, and of course I, it's only 92 pages. It's a quick read. It's got, <laughs> it's got some graphics and some fun jokes and things in it. It's, it, it, it's not a, a massive undertaking. It was, it was much more fun than anything, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, start to finish. It was just about three months. And I think the format lends itself really well to, uh, you know, like that fun style of quick um, responses and, uh, you know, m- more like your voice to somebody asking the question instead of having to write in a certain style that feels like academic or, you know, more instructive than, you know, conversational and and uh, something that's easy to digest. But um, how has writing the book. I mean, it just came out like you guys three weeks ago, maybe. (laughs) So um, how do you feel writing a book can help PR professionals get more clients or get um, higher caliber clients or expand in their niche? If somebody were looking to 
create something like this as a way to uh, build their reputation and and hopefully secure bigger, better clients. Um, how would that look for a, a PR pro? Yeah, absolutely. I actually, um, over the years, I've, I've talked to so many business owners who wrote a book and every one of them told me the same thing. My book is the best business card I've ever had. It yeah. opens so many doors. It, it gets me into conversations with people who I ordinarily wouldn't have. Uh, it gets me in front of audiences that I wouldn't have been able to. So obviously, again, the book just came out a few weeks ago, like you said, but we're already seeing more traffic to our website. I'm getting more followers on LinkedIn. We're getting some new phone calls from people who want to talk about partnering with us. So it's already it's it's proving to be a a good expenditure of my time um, to have put that in, spend the time and and put the effort in. And and, um, and like you said, it is very much in my voice. So I think that also helps because it, it feels authentic. And, you know, when you meet me that it's it's somebody that if they've read the book, they say, OK, this is truly your opinions and your thoughts and your experience coming through the book. So I know if I hire you, I know who I'm getting. I've already I've already kind of met you in the pages of your book. Yeah. Um, can you hear me OK? I just got a phone call. Never ending fun of juggling it all. I just got a text from my kids ride home from school that she has COVID. And so now I'm getting the phone calls and the text. Uh, you know how it is. I always have something. There's always balls in the air, wobbling, yeah. trying to spin. But um, that'll be fun to address in the next few minutes here. But um, I just want to congratulate you on you know a decade of your agency. And it's a huge milestone. It must feel really good, especially weathering the COVID uh, chaos um, you know, and coming out on the other side. I'm sure you had the same situation. It was it was scramble and do things very differently and very quickly. So yeah, yeah, a lot, Char- navigating uncertain waters and trying to keep everybody calm. We're good. Oh. We've got you. We'll handle it. Um, and then and the book. It's uh, you know it sounds like a, a jam packed, um, really you know quick and informative read. And so I encourage everybody listening to. Pitching Powerhouse to pick up Amanda's book. It's on Amazon um, and it is uh, just, you know, something that will inform you, I think, in the way that we need to consider this information. It's, you know, really how to answer client questions the best and give them the information so they can really understand what it is we do and how nuanced it is and show them the value um, and why they really aren't able to do it themselves or why their marketing team in-house is not doing the same thing. You work with them, you're supporting them, you're going to make them look good, but it's not the same. So pick up PR Confidential from Amanda Procia. Say it right again. I want to say Procia. Good. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today. This is really informative and I appreciate you sharing so much of your expertise with our community. How can people find you? Um, we know you're on LinkedIn, but what's sure. the best way yep. to connect with you? I'm on LinkedIn. You can find our website is lightspeedpr.com. Uh, the book is actually also available on the website for free download. If you want to get a downloaded version and not the hard copy you can get it right there on the site there's some great resources there too linkedin yep amanda persia and i, I 
I hope everybody, if nothing else, gets a good laugh out of it and, and find some of their own experiences ringing true. I think it's having this community, I have seen firsthand time and time again, how we all have such similar experiences. And half the time you're thinking, is it just me or am I the crazy one? And then we get together with our community and we're like, oh, everybody is experiencing these very similar things. So it's very reassuring. And I'm sure they'll feel that way in reading the book too. So thanks again, Amanda. I appreciate being here. It was so great to be on and I really enjoyed it. Thank you.